coming up on this week's episode of the Zenial Odyssey podcast. I don't think we can give these people attention anymore. It's different. It's different for us in health services, human services, because we do have that you know duty to warn. The Columbine kids, all of them, people who go through this stuff and do this, they get made into antiheroes, and and that's. But at the same time, it's like you're the teacher, you're the per- you're the yeah. adult. You should know better. My mind's going down a rabbit hole of like badass things Mr. Rogers did. Yeah, that's he was why he's a badass. Snyder from um, Twisted Sister. Oh. Improv at the improv. improv. I was thinking, you know, and, and you can cut and paste this as you see fit, but we, I do want to bring up the shooting, okay? And I want to bring it up for a reason. I don't think we can give these people attention anymore as a society collectively. I think that, you know, me and Bob talked about talking about it, but what are we going to tell you? I'm going to tell you the same narrative that's been going on since we've been, yeah. mass media has been covering it. And we're not leaning toward take their guns, don't take their guns. We're leaning toward let's just get rid of idiots who don't properly know how to wield the power they have. But here's the thing. We will never name names of these people. We will never, ever do what news does because it gives them the power they want. We will give them as minimal attention as we can while getting the point across. That, I think that, that nails it on. Yeah, our heart goes out to everyone involved, and it's shocking but that has to be it because those people, you know, the Columbine kids, all of them, the people who go through this stuff and do this, they get made into antiheroes. And, and that's I will never forget post Columbine. I was in high school hanging out at a pool hall with friends and I had friends. I had friends that were jocks. I had friends yeah. that were goths. I had friends that liked to wear trench coats. And elderly people were just chastising them yeah. for being inconsiderate. And like I own this before. Yeah. And, and you know what? In the moment, we ignored them. But I think now as an adult, looking back on it, if I, I, we're, that was in that situation, I would just say, get over yourself. Yeah. You know? I, but I also get, but here's my thing. And I, I learned this after the station thing is you can't know their connection to it, unfortunately, as a person who gets offended. You can't know that they didn't get somebody shot or something. So it, it's tough. It's tough right now. Like it's genuinely tough because... As much as it's just a code to you, it might trigger that memory for someone. Because I had it before. I, okay, I was at a dollar store, and I had a Japanese kamikaze hat on, okay? And there was a veteran there just kind of floating around not buying anything. And I'm checking yeah. out, and he's like, I have friends who died at that war. You shouldn't wear that hat. And I said, listen, I didn't wear it with the thought of celebrating kamikazes. And I apologize if that's how it comes across to you. Mm-hmm. But it was a hat that I thought looked cool. And I had, I was dating an Asian girl at the time. I'm mm-hmm. like, I have an Asian girlfriend. So I'm not, you know, it, I'm like, I, but I appalled, but the guy, like you could tell he wanted to throw fists. And at first I was like, there was a part of me that wanted to respond cockily to the guy, like sit down old man. But no, this guy's a veteran. He fought in a war and he did lose friends to Japanese kamikaze guys. So I remember just being affected by that and, and, and taking the hat off, which is, you know me, I'm a punk ass. You know me, I yeah. am. Um, but, I, but I remember taking it off my car and never putting it back on. And, and my takeaway on that was we, we can't always know how deeply it affects someone else. Because I've been yep. the triggering jackass before and a couple of times I've been like, oh shit, I'm the triggering jackass. Okay. Oh yeah, I've been there. I've, I've felt like the scumbag piece of shit plenty in my life and you know, try to 
make turn it into that life lesson for myself to just try to be mindful of that. I just meant in that moment, it was a lady who literally was watching it on the news and then saw a kid with a trench yeah, coat. No, I believe it, but also I'll be the first one to say in Plymouth and shit, they were what I used to call alternatines. And they were kids who just tried to be so edgy that started wearing trench coats after Columbine. And that's, well, that's just fucking move. stupid. Yeah, yeah, that's a dick move. That's the kind of shit that yep. gets you stap- slapped by a grown-ass man. Like, yes. But that's the edginess of youth, right? So basically, they're like the uh, they're like the goth kids in South Park. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what yeah. I'm saying, though. Yeah, they they want attention. For, they I want think we just got to, goth served. <laughs> they want people to be uncomfortable by yep. them, which is the exact reason you shouldn't be, because the people who are going to shoot you in public, you're not going to see them coming. Nope. Everyone thinks they're dudes who dress and look like the Joker. No, they're just dudes that look like dudes. Did you see the? Uh, this came out several years ago. It was a. Uh, I believe it was done by. The it might have been done co by the parents of Columbine and Sandy Hook, but I know San, I know the parents of Sandy Hook were involved, and it's a commercial, and the commercial just follows these kids around school with like a new kid in town. Oh, I've seen it right, and they're like it gets violent. And yeah, weird. it gets violent. Like, it gets violent, and then it replays every scene. Everyone's you saw. hiding from a shooter, and it's no, 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 oh. and and the 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 person who becomes the shooter is in the background of every single oh. every single shot. And you see like them, they're alienated and ostracized. Uh, and it's just, and it's really just a look out for people. Look out for people. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I listen, listen, uh, what the kids did in Columbine were horrible, but they were treated poor. It, it's too tough to discuss. It's, it, it goes I on I understand both where you're going. Cause you know, you don't want to, I've been bullied at school. You don't want to justify what they, their actions, but you, you, you kind of have an understanding of what led up to it. Yeah, and, and unfortunately... Or, or the stuff that didn't happen that led up to it. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, they did cry for help by, like, releasing videos of them shooting kids in the school. And, mm-hmm. like, they had a short film they made that was pre- precursor to the shooting, and they didn't get in trouble. And I think that... Listen, straight up. The people who were working, the teachers during Columbine were boomers, Okay. I'm going to tell you what boomers do. Suck it up, buttercup. Or no, no, not that's if they observe it. If they mm-hmm. don't observe it, it doesn't happen. Yep, yep, my mom yep. was a perfect example of this. Yep. God bless her. And so was my dad. Mm-hmm. There was shit going on under their nose. But if they didn't see it, it didn't happen. And that's why we come from an era where don't ask, don't tell might have represented people coming out in the army. But it yep. was our whole lives. Yep. That term was our whole effing lives. It was a... Uh... Why did I say effing? I'm a fucking adult. It was a time of a. It was a time of um, suppression. Well said. Yep. Yeah. Suppression of feelings. Twas the age yep. of suppression, and and uh, much like uh, I'll use a pressure cooker. You know, it, it boils only, over. It only take yeah. It only takes so much, yeah. and then you got to do something about it. So I know they all like really, really tormented those kids for what they did, and what they did was ghastly. But listen, when I was picked on in like fourth and fifth grade, I can tell you right now. And my biggest trauma came from the teachers laughing to the jokes the kids would say to me about my weight. Yep. And that stuff, I remember watching that stuff go on in high school. I actually remember uh, in high school, uh, I will not use names, but this, this student was uh, a heavier set student, but they would actually engage back and forth with the teacher. But at the same time, it's like, you're the teacher, you're the, per- you're the yeah. adult, you should know better. Uh, and it culminated with, they were uh they were a softball player i believe and they broke their leg during a game so when one day they came into class and they were on crutches they had a cast on like a, i'm talking up to the hip yeah so they had a full on cast and 
they're trying to come in through a side door to get to their chair, having a hard time. They then have to kind of figure it out. Basically, they're interrupting the class. And so the teacher stops teaching because they finally have had enough. And they said, you know, Miss So-and-so, can you please use another door? Because I'm afraid you're going to fall and put a hole put a hole in my floor. Oh, damn. Yes. And, you know, hey, no, guess nowadays what? that school would be that school system would be fully sued. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and the worst thing is, is that this person found the nearest exit and left. And my thing, I just don't want to forget my initial point. Um, so there were boomer teachers there that without a doubt knew who the populace that was getting picked on by the dreamy jockey kids. Yep. Now, should anyone ever result? No, no, no. It's It's a nightmare. But I promise you, from my own experiences, there were teachers laughing at those jokes to those kids. And calling them losers under their breath, too. Yep. And that's where the responsibility, sh- not not for the shooting, but I'm saying for these kids being looked at, like in the ad you're saying, mm-hmm. needs to be on those teachers. There need to be people in the building who can walk up and be like, you good, dude? You know, like, honestly. Yep. Um, I, I, it is. It's isolation. That stuff it, is, a, is the, the end result of isolation and bullying. And there's multiple things that are problematic with someone experiencing that. Somebody who experiences that is marginalized. They are... Again, we talked about it in other episodes. We are social creatures. We try to connect any way we can. And they can't. And not only can't they, but when they finally do, they connect with the wrong type of yeah, people. Yeah, the other people like them, and then they build an army. That's it. Yep. Or, uh, or, or form a cult. Yeah. 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 I mean, because what are, what are a lot of that, the leaders of, of things like that, of, of cults or like radical, radical groups, they prey on, on people who are they easy. They prey to... on the vulnerable yeah. and the weak. And the the way it's really is like a mind fuck is because at some point the people who are being exploited feel like they're being empowered. Yeah, no, that's a fine line. Yeah. It's like the, when people laugh at you or with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And uh, again, won't really touch on uh, what happened uh, yesterday, uh, but... Because uh, I, I don't know, and I don't want to really discuss yeah, that on, on here. Yeah, And we're not minimizing, guys. Um, I think that the talk about that just triggered some bully memories in me a little bit. I don't want anyone to think that we're negating the blame. Unfortunately, what, what you have in those situations, in my opinion, outside of the random acts of violence that happened, which was probably yesterday, let's not look into it, screw that person. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of times what you have is sort of yeah, an alienated sect of society that wants to be heard. Yep. You know, but yeah, we didn't, I don't think we meant for this and to become one of those. Yeah, but what, why do, why do people keep doing stuff like this? Because they the, get famous. Yeah, the media just, it reinforces it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why we don't, we want to talk about it while paying minimal attention to it. Because uh, look what Remy and I did for, for a living. Uh, we, we we worked with young young men who uh yeah who would try to get attention any way possible if they felt like their needs and like to we need to stress we can't tell you the ways the worst ways yeah 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 exactly yeah. but um the one the ways where we could talk about are the the, ne- the just negative attention seeking yeah and what what do you do with that you ignore it you you try and you try to help you try to help them do it in a more positive way there's a a show called Gravity Falls it was a cartoon that was out about I don't know, maybe eight years ago or something. Incredible cartoon. The creator's name is Alex Hirsch. And um, he had a Twitter post, I think about eight months ago, and he said, 
Can we please, from this point forth, refer to them as Mass Shooter 14, Mass Shooter 15, Mass Shooter 16? Because yeah. if you take away their names, they're not going to want to do it. That's it. He's not, he's not saying, let's pretend it doesn't happen. He's not saying, don't take them to court. He's saying, can we not make that? Like, yeah. Let's admit right now. Don't answer this, Bobby. This is to the audience. Name the two Columbine shooters. You can. Name five victims. You can't. I can't either. But that's because of the media, dude. Yep. So I just think when I read that on Twitter, I was, and it had thousands of likes, and it's like, that's brilliant, seriously. And we tell them, listen, we're not telling your stories anymore. Yeah, you came from a broken home. So did I. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got bullied. So did I. Yep. Yeah, you had mental issues. So do I. Look what I did with it. Mm -hmm. Did I ever shoot up a school? No. You yeah, know what there's happened? A, there's, other, there's other outcomes. No, and even there's I other... realized when I was getting bullied, sadly, it was one of those things where, oh, I have to fight one of these. Like mm -hmm. my dad told me. Yep. No, it was. I had to stick up for myself once, mess a kid up, and then everyone's like, this dude's cool, and that's sick, and that sucks. It's sadistic. But I it's think- It's very, very fucked up of society. Yeah, again, that's yeah. a very boomer ideology. But my point is, is like, we can't continue to tell their stories. Because they'll always have them. And it was what happened that ruined the Silence of the Lambs movies. Like, yeah, they were good until they made you like Hannibal. You have a backstory that his sister was eaten by Nazis. And it's like, no, dude. Don't necessarily humanize monsters. Because mm -hmm. then we're compassionate to the monsters. Yeah. And I understand why it needed to be for Columbine. Because those kids, unfortunately, opened the dialogue of how bad is it, really, for mm -hmm. kids who get bullied and for other people, you know? But I think if society just agreed to not let them have titles and stories, then they wouldn't want to perform. Right. Yeah. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with, with that. No mug shots in the paper. Yeah. No, no, no um, showing of the trial. Let's, let's look at his Instagram page. Let's look at his Facebook. Let's look at his Twitch. Let's look what was leading up to that. Yeah. We've been granted access from the law enforcement. Don't show the manifesto. Yeah. Destroy the manifesto. Exactly. You know, because it's, it's similar to um, I have my disdain for Rolling Stone. I do have a disdain for Rolling Stone. Uh, not not historically. I have a disdain for Rolling Stone from like 1995 to um, relatively recently. Oh, the Britnification? Yeah. So uh, look what they did to the Boston Marathon bomber. Oh, they, they made put it into they, a sex symbol. They yeah, they put them on. They they put him on the cover because of how he looked. Looked like a rock star. Mm -hmm. They made him look like a rock star. Mm -hmm. You know what message does that send to people? That's what happened with the kids from Columbine too. Yeah. There are girls who write poetry to them on Tumblr. It's like whoa. And um, while forgetting about number one, the victims, while forgetting about the fa oh, but he was a victim too. It's like bro, you, I st people... you you stop being a victim when you do something that is they that locked violent. down Boston. Yes. You could, they were just coming in your house. There mm -hmm. were people just smoking bongs and they're just coming yep. in their house. Oh, they didn't bother them. That's not what they were looking mm -hmm. for. But imagine if you're home one day. Let's say you ate a couple of mushrooms that day. It's your day off. Then, and the police in Boston are like, no, we're going to check your apartment regardless. Yep. We don't need a warrant. Like, I'm sorry. That was a shocking moment in American history that no one discussed. We're an active, we are now like in an police active state. war zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%, 100%. Martial law has been declared. Yep. Yep. And I, like, I know that nobody after that, but I had a theory that that was a test run to see how, because um, if they could get Boston to do it, they can get any city to do it, because mm -hmm. we're the toughest pricks. And they did it how without issue. How scary is, uh, do you remember what, do you remember 9-11, like the aftermath around 
Oh yeah, dude. Right here, like it was. My dad would travel a lot. I got pulled over by FBI, not even in TF Green yet, going through an underpass before TF Green. Mm-hmm. They flagged me over the side of the road, got me out of the car, no explanation. Open all my doors, open my trunks, open my engine. I'll never forget that. And I mean, I didn't object because, first of all, I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. But it was terrifying because I didn't have a voice. They pulled me out and they were like bomb looking. That's what it was like. And I was like, what? You know, so I remember it very much. It was absolutely. Yeah. for, For all those, for any youngsters out there who don't remember stuff like that. I mean, everything shut down. I still went to work that day. But nobody, no, I was at work at a grocery. No one was shopping for groceries. Yeah. And it was just eerie. It was, it was unsettling. And don't mind me. I'm trying to figure a way to tie it all back now. No, we've, no worries. Yeah, because we've, we've, gone, we've gone deep. Well, because once we think about the trauma, you relive it and then the yeah. mind blanks out again. Yeah, we go down the rabbit hole of, uh, of our societal traumas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's what it does. Uh, I know, Rem, Rem, you hint at it. You've talked about it before. Uh, you have reluctance to go into movie theaters because of what happened during um, The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, and it's yep. interesting. Like, it, it, it's not a fear. Let me explain that. Like, it's not like this is going to happen. This is how it goes in my head. It's like, okay, I can watch this in a theater and spend 40 bucks, mm-hmm. and it'll be, my TV's huge. It'll be bigger, yep. obviously, but also like, yeah, you're with the public now. And the public isn't mm-hmm. what it used to be. It wasn't what it was like in the 80s or 90s because unfortunately, and, and it's kind of an introvert thing. Do I think I'm going to get caught in something? No, not necessarily at all. But I'm aware that the chance of that is zero from my house. Yep. Yeah, and I can wear sweatpants and I can smoke weed and I can do my thing. But that's factors into sometimes like, you know, but, but for example, I look at something like New Year's Eve in Times Square as my biggest fear. I would rather, not because of bombing or just because people and booze and screaming and just touching. And so for me as a natural introvert, has the violent turn of society made me more of an introvert? Yeah. Do I fear for my life when I leave my house? No, but am I inherently aware? I was in Walmart. I got a video of this yesterday or the day before. And this insane, like Silent Hill siren started going off. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've never heard anything like it. You could see people just scurrying. And they got on the speakers because people, I'm sorry, but people thought something was happening. Did it go dark and then turn into the metal world? <laughs> <laughs> Silent Hill. Yeah. Um, but it was amazing because, like, all you could see everybody for a minute tense up. <clears throat> what is this? And yep. then they got on there like, no, we're just doing a random test. And I was like. You couldn't lead with that? Yeah. And I was like, why do that when your place is packed at peak hours? You start with this is a test. Yep. Because stuff happens. Did I run and try to leave? No, but was there a minute when I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, we live on a different earth now. Mm -hmm. You know? Thankfully, I'm always ready to die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're like Biggie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, there's always... But there's just the inherent thing that it didn't exist in the 90s when I used to go out. It wasn't like, oh, somebody here could pull something out. And the last... Even though it could have happened exactly like we fear it could happen now, it was very like... eh. Yeah. And like I went to bat. There's being in the back of your mind, and then there's like where it was in the 90s. It was interesting because like the last movie I saw in the theater was Batman because, you know, I'm a Batman nerd. But yep. even now, you're in Batman, theater's packed, and they're really emphasizing the exits before, and they're doing an emergency like run through, and you remember why. Yep. 
I was sitting there. I was like, oh, yeah, one of these idiots could try to emulate the last guy that press made famous for doing something horrible. Yep. So, you know, enough said at that. I just, I don't know, stay home with your loved ones, bake brownies, and just don't get shot. Do you think that, um, specifically when it comes to manifestos, do you think it's because of what happened when they actually published the Unabomber's manifesto? You remember well, how they, that was like New York Times? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like the couple shooters that have done their manifestos on Reddit. Yeah, there's a natural inclination, but you realize quickly they all have the same dialogue. And it's, I'm sorry, and this is not to like undermine anyone, but the incel culture right now is violent. Yep. I'm sorry. I've been a gamer nerd like my whole life, but I've never felt that way. I think girls who game are awesome. I think it's so cool. I think that the incel culture is a culture built off sexual repression. And instead of learning how to talk to women and learning how to adapt and learning how to feel better in their own skin, they just started having gun closets. Really? Yeah. Like even I'll tell you a true story. Even my roommate, she's she's a she's my ex. She's a cute gamer girl good looking girl she games and like dudes will constantly and she doesn't do any twitch no she has no social media she's like the anti-girl which is why i can still sanely deal with her yep but she'll get suitors you know what i mean just from her being a girl and being good at the game and like she was talking to this one guy from middle america okay and he was like kind of into her and she was kind of like yeah we can be cool like we're cool but you know and then that's it it's gonna be we're cool bro and then one day he's like this is messed up. I haven't told anyone this because I don't know what to do with it, man. It freaked me out. He's like, yeah, lately, like, blah, blah, blah. My life just sucks. And I've been wanting to go out in public and do some stuff is what he says, you know? She's like, uh, I think I understand what you're saying. But like, and then he just starts sending her photos. This dude has a of his arsenal. Bro, you don't even know. Yeah. And I'm like, this, they're just laid out on the bed. I'm like, those are the photos they take that end up in the paper. Yep. Them laid out like that. And I'm like, I'm like, you need to call the FBI on this guy. Like, because if there's a, if he told you, if he just told you he wants to go out and then sent you that, like, how would you feel yeah, if you he wants slept to go on, on that? A, yeah, go on a spree and yeah. you didn't. Yeah. I mean, no, it's man. different. It's different for us in, in, in health services, human services, because we do have that, you know, duty to warn. Yeah. Kind of uh, moral. Bro. dilemma but at the same time yeah like she's like well what if he finds out and then tries to hunt i'm like you can't make it like that like listen that to me i can only give her my two cents and that's like you don't play around with yeah. that information's available all i have to do is at least keep an eye on dude that's it yeah. let him keep an that's eye that's something dude. to have a watchdog for yeah. no exactly yeah. so but th- my point is if she just randomly gets a guy like how many of them are there Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. an army, dude. Yeah, cut off one head and eight more will yeah. grow in its place. The Hydra. Yep, Hail Hydra. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Not like a Nazi thing, guys. It's, it's a Marvel reference. I think uh, there was there was a topic we were going to throw around uh, that I had mentioned to you. I think I can tie it in here because it, it does apply. So for everyone out there, uh, a part of my job is every now and then I can get invited to do trainings through my job. And I was doing a training with the state and it was working with people it was it was about how to work with people who have autism spectrum disorder diagnoses and the first presenter was someone who actually was diagnosed as an adult uh they were actually diagnosed when their the one of their children was showing the signs so they took their 
their child in. They were doing the testing. They were seeing like parallels, and, and they were like, "Oh, the old two for one pack." Yeah, like, "Oh, let's go through this." And then, it, but he actually said it was liberating because up until that point, he was told he yeah, was he's working blind. Yeah, he was told that he was a rude person. He was told that he was insensitive. He was told that he just didn't get people and uh, and all these things. But it was like, well, I guess. You hear that enough, and it's like the message you get is, um, I must be a bad person. But then you hear that, and to him it was like, well, thank goodness, there's a reason I'm this way. Yeah. And he worded it so, he worded many things so eloquently. And he gets to work with it. That makes all yes. the difference. Yeah, and it's a passion. Yeah. It's a passion not just because it's a child, it's himself. He's advocating, He and he made this point, he's advocating for people like him. Mm-hmm. And he said a lot of things that apply he talked about the importance of socializing with people who have autism regardless if they can verbalize if they can speak or not and notice i didn't say communicate because people can communicate and not speak i want i want to draw those verbal communication is huge yeah it's actually for people who don't know it's about 75 to 80 percent of all communication is nonverbal doesn't matter if it doesn't matter who it is like right now i'm flipping him off you guys would have no way to know that and i'm smiling at him and lets him know that either Either I'm angry or just I don't care. He's actually yeah. lifting his shirt and squeezing a boob. There you oh. go. 100% nonverbal. Yeah. You guys can't see it, but I actually lactated into a box that is right across <laughs> oh, from me. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm just, but I digress, I guess. Um, but yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah. So other things he talked about, he talked about the importance of having autistic people play sports. And a big reason for that is so they can learn about what it is to work as a team with other people, to experience failure in an environment that is controlled controlled and supportive to learn how to deal with people talking shit to you like on a on a competitive level because these things normalize things and and i know i work with people who are on the spectrum as adults and i see where i see where they could have been helped more and i see where uh, the place i work for we do help them more and it's like some of this could have been done when they were younger and imagine where they would have been yeah uh, and that's verbal or not. Again, because I work with people who can't speak and they can communicate. I mean, uh, they do it some fantastic ways. And and, uh, yes. and by the way, autistic people, my favorite people. I do love autistic yeah, people. Yeah, it's my favorite population. Fascinating, funny, uh, can be caring and compassionate. And the higher functioning ones who can articulate things are those, like this individual who I was, was presenting for us. I mean, the voice for autism. Uh, when was the last time you heard that autism had a voice? Oh, no, I mean, and, and, you know, I think that it's normalization. It's normalization, yep. you know, the idea that of them playing sports and working environments where we may need to handle them a little more delicately to teach them and for them to kind of advance and, and learn what benefits them best. But, I mean, hell, after the pandemic, I think we could all use a couple crash courses in resocialization. Would you agree that uh, social skills across everybody have taken a huge dip? Oh, yeah. I mean, yep. uh, like half the reason I was nervous to do this show was like I was convinced I'd become a stuttering fool because I was the only person talking to me, <laughs> you know. So I, I, I think resocialization. I also think we're in a weird place where people are misinterpreting like, listen, if you're watching one of my seven second TikToks or anybody's, you're not socializing with us. No, you're just we're all using the screen as a place to hide. And I mean, I respect it, but don't mistake that because you can want, you know, pop over to someone's social media and, and go over their wall and watch their videos, their reels, and you feel like you know them. You don't. Yeah. And so there's a falseness now where a lot of people think they have 10,000 friends. No, I promise you, you still have your three core friends. And outside of that, those people just like your stuff or 
they find you fun to laugh with or at. But most importantly, what's more important? Those three people who intimately know you or the thousands of people just because it's a bigger yeah. number? Here, you want to know how many friends you have? I have a social experiment. Um, 100%. I dare any of you to do this. I want you to go on Facebook this afternoon and I want you to say, I have to move a bedroom set tomorrow. Who's down to help? <laughs> nah, I promise you'll know who yeah, your real friends you'll are. Know. You'll know. You're not going to get 70, 80 responses unless you're a Twitch thought and you're yep. offering a little something on the side. Oh, you'll get the likes, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. But my point is, is, you know, it's one or two people. Bobby knows he could hit me up or something. And I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Doesn't have to be fun, but let's do it. My yeah. buddy Jamie knows that. Like, yo, you hit me up for whatever, guys. If I need to fight a bear, I'll fight a bear with you. Um, but like the loyalty of the modern world is non-existent because these people, it, it, we're in a fake crowd giving each other high fives. Yep. That's what's happening. Yep. And, and kind of bringing, bringing that conversation piece about the autism and bringing it back to our rant for this episode today is that there are some of these people who go unnamed who uh, did have mental illness or they did have a diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder and notice I did what I did there uh, autism is not a mental illness it is a it is a developmental thing yeah people need to understand yeah. that as uh, again as this presenter eloquently put autistic people are biologically the same as neurotypical people and for people who don't know that is a term that is lingo neurotypical is just regular people who don't yeah, have baseline, autism just yeah yep um, it is the wiring of a brain of our brains that are different okay so you, we can we can all get the same messages but uh maybe they get there in a different way yeah and i mean thankfully though i i will say um in the last five to ten years autism awareness it's been beautiful to see the world waking up to it yeah you know like when i when we were working with the kids and i had i had you know jimmy with asperger's such an interesting case man such a such a really like colorful interesting kid um but we're in a world now where people are getting more educated. My only concern now, I'm going to swing this over to something a little weird, but this is, I've noticed lately. Okay, so we'll talk about mental health TikTok for a minute. There are a lot of people misdiagnosing themselves with a lot of things. Mm. And I, I, as much as the awareness comes with a growth and an education, there are people now, I promise you, there are 15, 16, 17 year old girls and boys being like, I have, like, I saw, I went through yesterday, okay, Bobby? Me and Bob have a psychology past. We just just trust us guys. So like we, we were in the front lines working with some of the most challenging populations in the whole country, hands down. Um, so I mean, we know some stuff. But unfortunately, what you're seeing now because of social media, you're seeing mirroring. Yep. You're seeing mm -hmm. people being like, oh, wait a minute, this girl who has BPD, borderline personality disorder, has ten thousand likes doing a story time about it. Well, I get in fights with my boyfriend. I, I have problems. I'm going to say I have it. And I've seen the one that really gets me is did disassociative identity disorder. Listen, man, I've worked in mental health most of my whole life. Have you, Bobby? Yes. Have you met a did? No. No. Okay. Nope. Thank you. Nor have I. Nope. Nor have I. We're talking different states. We're talking different places. We're talking different agencies. So the fact that I went through TikTok mental health last night and there were mm, 800 girls talking about their altars and their dids and acting like they can bring in their altars by choice. Yo, we have to be really careful as a society because some of y'all are going to be the, the boy who cried autism. Do you know what I'm saying? You can't, you cannot diagnose yourself, diagnose your friends, 
fill out an internet checklist and say you're a thing. That's not how it works. Yeah, the, it, and it and it makes it almost sound like it's turning mental health into a fad. Oh, 100% and it is, it, dude. That's, uh, that's something... Uh, it's already happened. That's something I can't agree with. That's something that's very inappropriate. Um, you know, now I'm going to educate everyone. You know, the only people who can diagnose you are like your primary physician, a therapist, a psychiatrist, a nurse practitioner. These are the only kind of people, uh, uh, for people who don't know, a psychiatrist is a medical professional who has a psychology background, but they can prescribe medications. Nurse and if pre- you think you're going to go in once and get it did, you're talking about years. Like yep. that's one of the heaviest diagnoses from the most extreme trauma. So yep. the fact that, like you said, a fad, like people want it, there is there's miseducation right now. For it's sure. It's a. Uh, I can't stress it enough. Yeah, you brought up the trauma response. Can we all just take a step back and think about that for a moment? You have experienced something so traumatic that in your brain. You have been, your personality has been fractured yep. as a, and it's your brain's way to protect you, yep. to protect you and, and it puts you, it in a cage and, and there's people out there, just, oh, look at that. I'm yeah. willy nilly DID. No, 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 no. That, that's being an asshole. Yeah. And Don't it, be an asshole. And it's also, it's exploiting something that, how do I say this? It's not something to be celebrated. Now it's not something to be condemned. But the fact that you use it as a hashtag to bring people in, mm-hmm. I don't believe people truly suffering with life-crushing ailments want those ailments to go viral. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about uh, the, the wirings getting getting crossed between neurotypicals and yeah. and and some people on the autism spectrum. It seems, and we've also talked about normalizing yes. normalizing mental health. Uh, so maybe I'll backtrack a little bit and say maybe some of these people, this is maybe they're trying to normalize it. They're just going about it the yeah, wrong way. Yeah, it's over normalized. Yeah, that's yeah. going the wrong way. You know, it's funny because I'll see like all these females being like, yo, um, Amber Heard is the most toxic person. She's horrible for what she did. I hate her guts. And then their next post will be like, I'm having a mania right now. Guess I'm going to ruin some relationships. And it's like, so wait a second. So you condemn her. But then you own it and celebrate your problems that are a result of yeah, you know, man, it, this world. That's why I want to just go to the mountains and just build a little commune and just live safely with good people. I was gonna make a Ted Kaczynski joke. Yeah, I live by myself <laughs> and mail bombs. Yeah, no, I'm no. just gonna live in the mountains by myself. You know, no, I want animal fertilizer. It would be nice if there was like a good woman out there, but I'm pretty sure they don't deal with men anymore because they've wised up. I'm just building the suspense. There. I don't know. Yeah, I was scared. Yeah, no, Bobby goes yeah, silent. I get yeah. nervous. Um, but either way, the, the, the big takeaway is this world is terrible and we're all going to die. So let's get soft serve. Ice cream? Yeah. Froyo? Whatever. Yeah, Froyo is good. I like yeah. that the world's getting healthier. Yeah, well, and then again, I, I like to go. To, <laughs> then again, I like to go to that place where you can put like gummy bears and everything <laughs> right, in gummy the bears, chocolate yeah. coating, yeah. whipped cream. That's my healthy. That's my healthy meal. Yeah, if day. if only that's the way the world the world worked, everybody. Yeah, let's just go get ice cream and we'll all be better. Wait, so let me yeah. let me let's end this with a question then. When you guys are overwhelmed by the bad news and everything that's coming out, and you're just completely anxiety ridden, how do you guys cope with that? What are your best ways of coping and de-stressing? And yeah, it can be R-rated. Just don't make it X-rated, please. But we'd like to hear. These are just we're gonna yes. start posing. We should start posing a question in an episode because it's a cool way to get to know these people and for them to engage with us. 
And then for some reason, it just makes me think of like Mr. Rogers, which is fine. Oh, Mr. I Rogers, know, right? Saint. He was a he was a treasure. Let's be the Bob Ross and Mr. Rogers of um podcasting. Could now. you That's imagine lofty. if they were alive today and did a podcast together? No. We we don't deserve that. There are things I say no, that no, we don't deserve, and I know that sounds really like uh, like I'm a masochist, but I just I, I think that there are things we don't deserve. And those guys left before the true degradation of the earth. I think even Irwin went out the way he went, so he couldn't see how bad it was going to get. You know, sorry, I was, my mind's going down a rabbit hole of like badass things Mister Rogers did that people don't don't talk enough about. Yeah, like him going before Congress and demanding like public like demanding funding, funding. for PBS. Um, he actually was another person who talked about not putting disclaimers on, um, on audio cassettes and CDs. Did you guys hear that? But uh, Tipper Gore, uh, when she wanted that disclaimer about, uh, content, um, Mr. Rogers actually went and was on their side. Mr. Rogers. Yeah. He was friends with D. Snyder from, um, Twisted Sister. They testified together. I I believe them. I believe Mr. Rogers stood up and said, we're not gonna take it. No! Who is that? The idea that when you sing, <laughs> the idea that when you sing that hook, someone in the background in the crowd yells, "No!" <laughs> and you can just keep it going. But yeah, so yeah, I think our rant's over for this episode. Yeah, uh, as always, everybody, this Odyssey has come to a conclusion. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a we're gonna take a break. Hacienda. And uh, we will catch you on the next one. Take care, everybody. Keep your feet on the ground and your head in the clouds. Mm-hmm.